Hi there, welcome to the Neurodivergent Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Griffith, and I am so excited to have you here. On this podcast, we talk about all forms of neurodivergence, from ADHD to learning disorders to giftedness to autism and more. If any of that sounds familiar, welcome to Neurodivergent Magic. Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome back to another episode of the Neurodivergent Magic Podcast. I am so excited to bring you today's interview. I was so nervous for it because I'm interviewing two people at once for the first time, and I was very nervous for how that was going to go, but it actually went very well, and they were both incredibly kind and gracious. Um, So first we have Kendall, and we also have Meg, and together they have created this framework about the low energy entrepreneur. So if you have ever thought about starting a business, but you're like, how am I going to do it if I'm constantly burned out or if I'm constantly depressed or I'm dealing with chronic illness, how how am I going to keep up with entrepreneurship as a neurodivergent person? Like, how am I going to do this? They have the answers. They have come up with a whole framework specifically for low energy humans, and they they have a whole program to help you through it, and they will tell you all about it. But yes, I had a wonderful time interviewing them, and I know you're going to have a wonderful time listening. So without further ado, let's jump on in. Hey there, Kendall. Hey there, Meg. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Oh, I am so pumped. I'm very thrilled to be talking to you both. We are so excited to be here. (laughs) So for those of you listening, this is a bit of a different interview. Uh, I am talking to two people, uh, Kendall and Meg, uh, instead of just one person. Um, So, and we are talking all about being a low energy human. Um, So we will delve into all of that in just a minute. But first, um, why don't we start with you, Kendall? Tell us a little bit about you, where people can follow you, all that good stuff. Yes. Hi. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Um, my name is Kendall, and I am a social media mentor for low energy entrepreneurs, which we're going to get into what that means and what that looks like, I'm sure, here in this episode. Um, so I won't talk too much about it right this second. Um, I used to be a teacher. Um, I taught high school science and social studies for four years, and I absolutely loved it. And it was such a beautiful experience for me and like the way that I love to interact with people, the kinds of people that I love to be around. Um, and it was a really amazing experience. Um, and it wrecked my mental health and it was extremely taxing and like left me in kind of a very intense mental health crisis at the end of my teaching career, which is how I then made the, the transition to entrepreneurship and eventually met Meg, who is my business partner, um, who you will hear from here in a little bit. And um, I really just in kind of recovering from the experiences that I went through in teaching, um, it kind of all sort of lined up with then starting a business, being online. Like for me, content creation and being online is like very, very similar to the vibes of being a teacher, like creating content is just like creating lessons, like connecting with people is just like teaching people. Um, I didn't like consciously realize that at the time when I was making that transition, but like over time I was like, oh, I'm like using the same skills. I'm applying the same principles. I'm like doing the same things. Okay. I, I, I get this. I see what we're doing here. Um, so I, so in kind of like 
coming off of my like mental health crisis as a teacher and then starting my own business, I was like sort of subconsciously. And then it sort of grew to be a very, very conscious, like mission of mine. I was like, we're, we're not doing this again. Like we're, (laughs) we're not burning out again. We're not having a mental health crisis over work again. Like we're not doing this shit again. Like we are, we're going to, we're going to do something different. Um, that is supportive of mental health. That is like validating of people's humanity. That is like nurturing. Um, and that long story short has led to the work that Meg and I do working with neurodivergent folks, people dealing with mental illnesses, chronic illnesses, people that just really are experiencing anxiety and overwhelm, um, as business owners, as content creators, as creatives, as humans, um, and just validating that experience and offering some strategy and space and support, um, that kind of helps us take care of ourselves and be humans. Um, and it's really kind of, for me personally, it's kind of the care and the validation that I didn't get when I was a teacher. So um, my sort of role as someone who's working with people who use social media, um, like I'm, I'm not going to be the person that helps you go viral. I'm not going to be the person that's going to help you batch content, like, you know, 30 days out or whatever. Like, that's just not my MO. Um, I'm here to really help you like build a more secure and long-term sustainable relationship with creating on social media. Um, which is kind of like the support I didn't get as a teacher. So that is, that's a little bit about who I am, my vibes. Um, I'm on Instagram and TikTok as anti-perfect Kendall. Um, I talk a lot about perfectionism and how it impacts us as low energy humans specifically and impacts us as creatives. Um, and when I'm not doing that, I am almost always watching TV or dealing with my dogs or taking care of my houseplants. And that's like, basically, that's basically all I do. <laughs> no, that sounds amazing. And we are definitely going to talk more about perfectionism and energy levels because the two are so linked um, for sure. And we will definitely dig into that. But first, uh, Meg, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, everyone. That was such a lovely introduction from Kendall. I'm like, I don't even know what to say about myself now. I'm like, wait a second. I should have prepared instead of listening so intently. Um, My name is Meg. I am a low energy entrepreneur, um, but I'm also a marketing strategist, a business strategist, and also a creative. So I, um, I came to entrepreneurship in very much like the the way that like you see all of those TikToks, you know, of like the like gifted and talent, talented kid that grew up like and was undiagnosed, like neurodivergent their entire life and like doesn't understand why they can't take care of themselves as an adult now. Like that is very much so like the trajectory I went through to get to low energy entrepreneurship and just being an entrepreneur. Um, I was always a really high achieving person for a really long time until like I just couldn't, like I couldn't feed myself anymore. I couldn't, you know, um, make it to appointments on time. I couldn't do my dishes. I couldn't, I literally felt like I could not do anything. Um, And now looking back at that time in my life, I was experiencing like severe autistic burnout, but at the time I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I just thought something was wrong with me. Um, and that like, I, 
I thought that there's something wrong with me and that I just wasn't cut out for like whatever it was that I was doing. So like it kind of made me think that like maybe it wasn't like school was maybe just not for me or like, you know, a nine to five wasn't just for me or, you know, um, like working in nonprofits, maybe that like just wasn't for me. Um, all of that to say, within my entrepreneurial journey, I received an autism diagnosis, um, an ADHD diagnosis, um, and I also have a few chronic illnesses. So when I ended up meeting Kendall and we discussed, you know, how we just have different capacities than most entrepreneurs, we ended up developing low energy entrepreneurship, um, and we we talk a lot about that together now. Um, but in my own business, like I said, I am a marketing strategist, a business strategist, a creative. Um, I just wrote a book. I like to paint a lot. Um, outside of business, you will likely find me in the bath, um, tending to the plants that we have, or cleaning my house because um, we have dogs and I have really bad allergies. And so I'm just always cleaning because I refuse to get rid of my dogs. So that's kind of a little bit about me, I guess. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's always so heartbreaking when you develop an allergy after the fact and it's like, but I love them. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. So I, I feel you there completely. And oh, thank you both for sharing your stories on how you got into entrepreneurship, because I think so many chronically ill, low energy neurodivergent folks out there are like working for myself would be the dream, but how in the world do I start? Um, and I think we won't get too much into the practical stuff of how to get started. That'll be a whole other episode. Um, but let's talk about some of the mindset things that go into starting your own business. <laughs> um, what are some of the roadblocks you guys ran into when you were deciding to start? You know, what were some of the thoughts you were like, okay, I can't keep thinking this. This is not helpful. <laughs> you know, some of the perfectionism thoughts, the people pleasing thoughts, the um, expectation to be high energy, like what sort of roadblocks did you run into? And this question goes to either one of you. <laughs> I'll go ahead and start because I just want to give like a little bit of background, but I think Kendall will have like way more specific, like tangible answers because she's always just like better at having those like in her brain. I can see her writing notes down right now. Like she's probably like, yes, I already know exactly what I'm going to say. Never happens for me. I'm just like, we're going to see what comes out and we'll just roll with it. Um, Kendall and I actually ended up meeting through like another um, coach in the online space and the community where we started both of like our businesses online was like really in like the boss babe, like hustle culture community. So a lot of what we built our businesses on was stuff that like we've spent like basically our entire time in business on learning. <laughs> yeah, um. absolutely. Yeah, because there's just so many, there's so many harmful narratives out there that are pushed on new entrepreneurs. Um, and when you're a new entrepreneur, you just, you don't know what to do. Like there's so much information out there. There's so many things that you could be doing. Um, and it's really overwhelming to figure out like what step you need to take next. And if these like, you know, six figure entrepreneurs are telling you that this is what you're supposed to do, like it's really easy um, to kind of get sucked into that and to trust um, that they, that they know like what to do. And I think that was something that like really um was like it took me a long time to shift out of but it's that you can't trust everybody online just like immediately and you actually like have to be a little bit more discerning in relationships um especially because 
online, everyone is able to curate their their feed a lot of the time or their personality or their beliefs or things like that. And so um, you really have to do a little deeper digging to make sure that you're like in the place that you want to be, right? Right. And I think, and let me know if you relate to this, it's fine if you don't, but as an autistic person, I tend to take things that people say at face value. Like for the longest time, I thought that people expressing their opinions, I thought they were telling me facts and it completely skewed my worldview because it led to a lot of enmeshment issues because I just adopted the personality of everybody around me, not even because I was masking, although that was part of it, but it was a huge part of it was I just I thought everything they were saying was fact, because why would you not, why would you present it that way? Why wouldn't you leave a caveat saying like, this is an opinion (laughs) and people don't do that. People just talk. Um, So anyway, I don't know if you relate to that at all with the six figure entrepreneurs telling you things and just your autistic brain accepting it as like, oh, this must be objectively true. Yes, that was a huge, huge thing for me that I really struggled with, like looking back at like the beginning of my business, like I, and also um, as like an autistic person too, I find that I'm like just generally really trusting of like other folks and things like that like I and Kendall will sometimes like I'll respond to something on TikTok and she'll be like Megan like I don't think that person was trying to be nice to you or like genuinely ask a question I think they were trying to be facetious she's like I would actually maybe take that video down and I'm like I see what you're saying now I understand how that could come off as rude I genuinely thought that they were like asking me a question or like providing some sort of feedback and like starting a conversation that's not what's happening. Um, so like, that's always really interesting to navigate online too, because like, it's, you want to trust people and you want to do these things, but like, there is just so much nuance, especially in online world that if you're neurodivergent in any way, it can be hard to pick up on that. Um, from, from like time to time. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Kendall share with us your notes. Uh, what, what's going on (laughs) in that brain of yours? Um, so the, the first big theme that came to me actually ties back to something that Meg brought up earlier, um, which is sort of the, <laughs> the life cycle of the like burnt out gifted kid or the burnt out, like uh, golden child or the burnt out par- parentified child, whatever. Like um, this, this might not resonate for everyone. Cause I feel like some, I, I feel like some other people get into entrepreneurship through a more like uh, rebellious route. Um, however you ended up here is like totally valid and, and beautiful. Um, I'm going to be speaking from my perspective as like the hyper parentified child, the type a kid, like the kid that like supposedly quote unquote, always had their shit together. Like that, that is the theme of like my first sort of big takeaway is, um, I, I mean, I, got really good grades in high school. I got straight A's in college. Like I had the great resume. I was super overachiever in my teaching job, even though like whatever. So (laughs) too many rabbit holes that it could go down. Um, so for me, like getting into entrepreneurship was such a weird experience because I kind of had this like, um, almost like split self sort of thing going on where it was like, I knew that this was something that like was calling to me. I like knew that I needed some sort of 
new way to be able to show up in life. Like after everything that I went through as a teacher, like I, I knew that this was something that I needed to do, um, in an, in alignment with my values, but also what I needed for my mental health. But then like this other huge part of me that had been so conditioned to do the right thing to, you know, like really think of my life as like, what am I working towards or what have I accomplished? Or like, am I checking off the boxes of like what it means to be like a proper adult? Um, entrepreneurship kind of blows all of that up in so many ways, especially if you're someone that like really like was kind of conditioned or brought up that like, you're supposed to get like this kind of job, like even for like, this is a whole other story that I'll just like very dip my toe in like teaching, like was kind of like not good enough in the eyes of my parents. Like I was already kind of like pushing that edge of like, you know, we thought maybe you would go to law school. We thought maybe you would do this. We thought maybe you would do that or whatever. So like me being a teacher was already kind of pushing back on those expectations of me being an entrepreneur was like totally blowing it wide open because like, at least with being a teacher, like you say to someone, I'm a teacher, they immediately know what that means. They immediately have like a schema in their brain of like, oh, we understand your job. Having a job that like I made up and like people don't understand was such a dysregulating and very, very eye-opening experience for me as a re- like the recovering perfectionist child in my like dysfunctional family system. So for me, a lot of my experience getting into entrepreneurship that has to do with, you know, what your question was about like things that make it really difficult to start a business or put yourself out there, like mindset issues. For me, it was, I mean, there were everything that Meg said, like copy paste. Yes. With people online, but I would actually say for me, the bigger like struggle, the things that were keeping me up at night and like giving me anxiety were actually the people that were already in my life, my family, our family, friends, relatives, family, friends, people that I, um, or my friends, like people that I used to work with, like me kind of having to reconcile, like, oh my God, this like idea that they had of me is now totally being broken down. And like, what does this mean? Like, who am I, if I don't have my shit together, you know, which that's, that could be a whole other podcast, like me ranting about (laughs) the idea of having your shit together as an adult, it's a capitalistic myth, whatever. Um, like to me being an entrepreneur meant like I am now challenging and breaking down all of these stories about myself and all of this, we can link back to perfectionism (laughs) and just perfectionism, having these, these rules, these, uh, standards, these narratives that you're supposed to fit into and not challenge, because once you start to push back on challenge and push back and challenge them, you're challenging dysfunctional family systems. You're challenging, um, oppressive systems, you're challenging narratives that are put on us as, as women, as, you know, me- like people dealing with chronic illnesses or, or mental illnesses. Um, there's ableism, there's racism, like there's all these kind of systems of oppression that come together in perfectionism. Um, like it really is that serious. It really is that intense. And that was part of my entrepreneurship experience was like opening my eyes to that and realizing that like, oh my God, like all these, all these feelings and anxieties that I'm having about like putting myself out there about telling, you know, going to, you know, Christmas once like 
COVID, you know, like once we were actually like seeing people, like having to be like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And like taking up that space and like being okay with being messy was a huge, like, thank God for my therapist, like shout out to her. Um, I mean, that was a huge, like, just almost uh, like identity crisis, but more, so it, it wasn't a crisis to me, but when I kind of reconciled, like who I was with who I am now, it really was kind of just this clash of like these realizing like roles that I was fulfilling or stories that I was fulfilling that others had placed on me versus what I really wanted to do or needed to do. So, um, I hope that makes sense. Um, I have more like little threads that I can pull on for that, but I feel like I'll pause and see, see if y'all have (laughs) thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. I mean, I personally, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, I loved all of that. All of that completely makes sense. I definitely wanted to address the idea of perfectionism being rooted in oppression. It it absolutely is. Um, And we don't think of it that way necessarily. We think of it as a very individualistic experience, uh, largely because we live in the West and everything is individualistic here. Mm -hmm. Um, But in truth, what is perfection? Perfection is white. Perfection is male. Perfection is successful according to capitalistic standards. Perfection is rooted in oppression. And when you start undoing these people-pleasing tendencies and these perfectionistic tendencies, you're going to start pulling at a lot of threads about how you see the world. And so not only are you reconstructing your view of yourself, now you have to reconstruct how you see everyone around you. And if you grew up in a dysfunctional family, um, you're going to start seeing other people very differently. And that can be you know, heartbreaking at times and infuriating at others. Um, so I definitely wanted to address that. I think I, it's brilliant that you brought that up because I never, I wouldn't have put that together until you said that and then everything clicked. So absolutely. Um, and then just the other thing I wanted to comment on is the fact that entrepreneurship is some of the best personal development you will ever do. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. <laughs> Like I, I have been in therapy for almost a decade. Um, and I've been running my business for about a year and a half. I have come now to be fair, this coincided with a medication change and a new therapist. So (laughs) it could be those things as well, but I'm telling you the last year and a half, I have come so much further than I ever thought was remotely possible. Um, just personal development wise. So yeah. Um, anyone out there who's looking to like, just become a better version of yourself, maybe start a business (laughs) because I'm telling you, like, it's, it's going to force you to reconcile some shit. Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, I think that's like a really interesting point that you brought up that like, you have to deal with your own shit, like be an entrepreneur a lot of the time. Um, and I think that that was, that was like actually something that I struggled with a lot when I first became an entrepreneur is that everyone talks so heavily about business strategy. But like when I first started my business, like three years ago, no one was talking about how like your care strategy actually impacts how you show up to like your, your job when you're an entrepreneur, like how well you take care of yourself, how well, like you are able to, you know, move through your life. That's going to directly affect like your business as an entrepreneur. And so like, that was also something I think that I really struggled with when I first started my business is that I was so heavy handed on like business strategy, investing in business stuff, like really trying to like 
approach all of these like businessy entrepreneurial type um, situations with like a logical analytical mindset of like, okay, well, this is like, I need more sales. Like, and so in order for that, like I need to like, you know, boost my marketing and do this and do this. And like the reality um, was that like, I actually needed to just like spend some more time taking care of myself so that I created better marketing and like created, you know, things that I was actually like, more, like I was more proud of them. Um, and wasn't just kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping that something was going to stick eventually. Um, so like, I really, I really love that you brought that up because I think that that's also like that, that was a part of my entrepreneurial journey when I first started that like kind of hindered me was trying to do all of this business stuff and neglecting myself in the process. Right. So I actually have a question for both of you about that. So it sounds like you both sort of experienced burnout outside of entrepreneurship before you got started. Um, and then once you started your business, did you start with like, I am low energy and I'm going to make this work for me? Or did you start with hustle, grind, grind, and then realized this is no better than what I was doing before? <laughs> Very much so the second one, um, okay. at least for me. And I could also probably say for Kendall, like we, yeah, it was, yeah, both of us were like very much so like in the program that we like we met through as well was like also kind of like, it never inherently like was like, yes, hustle, but it was very like underlying throughout so much of it that it was like, it was this culture though, that like we were a part of. And so we had talked through a lot of that and we're like, this is bullshit done. Um, Kendall, your thoughts. Yeah. Well, and, and like a quick note that I have to about the like communities that we were in kind of at the beginning, like towards the beginning of our journeys. And like when we finally met and like the program that we were both in that we, that we met in, like Meg said, the, the program that we were in wasn't like, like the person we were working with wasn't like outwardly being like, you know, I don't know, you, you know, like you're only worth as hard as you work or, you know, she, like no one was saying anything like, like directly like hustle culture, copy and paste language, but it was very individualistic. Like that individualism that Megan, that you brought up earlier, like was still very present there and not, and actually this ties back into what we were talking about with perfectionism. I think the biggest shift that we made, um, as individuals, but then also as a partnership when we really came together and really started developing our low energy entrepreneurship framework was getting really clear and honest and conscious about like things that we're going through are not individual problems. Things that we're going through are not individual experiences. And these can all be tied back to root causes or systemic issues or, um, you know, community-based issues and things like that. And I think that, that for me is like, I think there's plenty of business coaches or intuitive coaches or like, you know, whatever entrepreneurs out there that, that like that to me is like what I look for, like that, that, that little added, um, not nuance, nuance isn't exactly, uh, nuance works. That's fine. Whatever. Um, that little nuance of like wrecking of acknowledging that like these things you're going through are not like, it's not your fault. That's why I say in my content all the time, especially when I talk about perfectionism, that like, it's not an accident and it's not your fault that you're going through these things. Like just acknowledging that, you know, there are things that are causing these experiences to 
multiply and magnify and for all of us to be going through them, like acknowledging the root causes of them to me is like, that's the difference to me between a space where I'm like, "Mm, it kind of feels sort of blamey here. It feels kind of like every man for themselves. It kind of feels individualistic to this is a community of people that are interested in uplifting each other and recognizing that like, it's not our individual faults or problems or setbacks or deficiencies that have gotten us here. It's systemic issues that we can come together and really invest in community care and connecting with each other and relating to each other and validating each other's experiences to bare minimum, just like, like know that we're not alone, but then ideally, you know, create movements, create businesses, create messages that actually make an impact on the world. Yeah. I, I love all of that. Absolutely. (laughs) So you did mention your low energy entrepreneur framework. Um, tell me, tell me a little bit more about that. Cause I had never heard of a low energy framework before I met the both of you. <laughs> um, Meg, do you want to start? I'm actually going to let you start. So I like, I'm technically like the co-creator of low energy entrepreneurship, but this is like truly like Kendall's like Kendall's thing. Um, this came from her plant TikTok um, and being like a low energy plant parent. Um, when like that's how Kendall got started on TikTok, is she has a really awesome TikTok page called Low Energy Plant Mom, but it's just about like how to take care of your house plants when you're a low energy person. And from there, the low energy entrepreneurship um, framework was developed by the both of us, and we like came came together to like create this and like really solidify, um, our businesses around this mission, but like, it really is Kendall's, um, Kendall's genius. So I will let you share real quick before I dive into like low energy entrepreneurship. I want (laughs) to, I want to take a second and I want to point out two things of what the, of what Meg just shared. So first is, yeah, I got my start in entrepreneurship in the world of houseplants. So I want to point that out for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, the ability and the capacity to experiment, I think is so critical for entrepreneurship. And that could be a whole other podcast episode of like all the businesses that Meg has gone through all the iterations of her business that have existed. Um, and that like, that ties into what I was talking about earlier about sort of deconstructing the narrative of like having your shit together because entrepreneurship is just one big experiment, right? Like even when you find something that works, like you're still innovating, you're still recreating, co-creating, like deconstructing, like Megan, you mentioned like personal development. I mean, I think that's like all part of your creative process and experimenting is not something that really feels safe for people that are really, um, entrenched in perfectionism or have been conditioned with perfectionism, experimenting, daydreaming, trying something out does not feel safe for people that perfectionism is a very like real active experience for. Um, so that's like earlier when you said like, you know, if you want to like really become like a better version of yourself or a more in tune version of yourself, like start a business, you could even take that a step back. Like I'm even thinking of like one of my best friends, she like, isn't an entrepreneur, but she like, we both at the same time started kind of getting, dipping our toes in the water of content creation. And for like, she started a blog long before I ever even had the idea that I could be an entrepreneur. And like that kind of led her down a similar road that I was going on of like learning about ourselves, personal development, like awareness, things like that. So like 
I don't know. That's just like a little side note. Like if you're like, maybe I'm not ready to start a business, but if you have something that you're really passionate about and you want to like kind of dip your toe into this, like being a content creator or starting a blog or an email list newsletter or something like that, like that is putting your work out there. That is putting your ideas out there. And it can bring up a lot. Like if, if that brings up a lot in you, I want to validate that. And again, like I said earlier, it's not an accident and it's not your fault. Um, but like putting yourself out there in that sort of unfinished, un, uh, like uncurated, you know, uncurated messy version of yourself is like, that is, that is a big step forward for perfectionists. And that was a huge part of me. I mean, I was thinking earlier this day, like I did a whole podcast way before I even like met Meg, I did a whole podcast. Oh, no, no, no. I knew you at this point, whatever. Um, before Meg and I started really working together, like I had a whole podcast about like the Enneagram, like with a different friend that I had, like I had a whole, you know, career as a houseplant consultant. You have to experiment, but it's probably going to bring up a lot of emotional shit for you. And I just want to validate that and like, be as gentle with yourself as you can. So houseplants. So yeah, so I I started posting on TikTok like fall of 2020 about houseplants and I was just doing like educational videos. I just was my teacher self. I love to teach people things. I'm going to teach people about houseplants and all these really obnoxious comments. I like, I started noticing not necessarily always on my videos. Um, And sometimes it wasn't about me. It would be people saying things about themselves. Um, And I just was like, "Mm, I don't like this. Like, this is not, these are plants. This is a hobby. This is like nature. Like this is supposed to bring us joy. This is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be creative. Like, why are we feeling shit about ourselves for killing a house plant or not knowing what this thing means or whatever? So I kind of started like, making content that was sort of about like the emotional experience of being a plant parent. Um, and again, like I had no idea how to explain this to like the, the people in my like real life. I had no idea how to like tell my parents, like, yeah, I'm making videos about like house plants and your feelings. Like I had no idea, like how to like explain <laughs> to people, like, this is what I was doing. So and oftentimes I didn't, I just kind of was like, I'm creating content, whatever. Um, so I started making these videos kind of more about like the emotional stuff that can come up when you have a house plant and it dies. Or, I mean, how many of us adults have been like, you know, I'm not an adult. I can't even keep a plant alive, or I have a black thumb or I'm a plant killer. or I, you know, I can't keep anything alive. I even killed a cactus. Like that was a whole conversation we had on my TikTok about how like cacti are actually kind of hard to keep alive indoors. So in, in the moment, I didn't know that this is what I was doing. Again, this is why you got to experiment. This is why experimenting is such a big part of self-development and entrepreneurship. I was talking about perfectionism. Like I was getting at the perfectionism that comes up in, you know, your home in taking care of things and being an adult, like houseplants are like a weird, like symbol of all of that, um, that we've sort of you know, made for ourselves, especially millennials with like all of our trendy houseplants and everything. So then I kind of like took it a step further. And I was like, I was like, I have depression. Like this was over winter of 2020 into 2021. Like I had some mad depressive episodes during that period of time would, you know, would love not to relive that period of our lives. Right. Um, 
so like I like I had a bunch of plants that died because I, there was like a, a several week period where I just like had no energy or capacity to do anything, let alone water my house plants. So I had this like plant depression graveyard that started building up on my porch. And I just was like being very honest and candid with people on my TikTok about it of like, this does not make me a bad person. This does not make me a bad plant parent. This is this is just the season that I'm in right now. This is the reality. And like, yeah, I can approach this with like, you know, like I don't have to, I don't have to attack myself to be able to, you know, make sure that I'm caring for my plants in a way that honors them, that makes, that's in, ensures that I'm like getting what I want out of this hobby. So I started using the term, like I'm a low energy plant parent, meaning like I don't have the energy or capacity to like do all these things that you see people talking about. Like I don't have the energy to build a moss pole. I don't have the energy to deal with pests. I don't have the energy to repot all of my plants. I don't have the energy to do this. We're doing the bare minimum and it's totally okay to do the bare minimum or to do things half-assed or to do things in a way that makes sense to me, but doesn't work for other people. So I started talking about this kind of in the context of being a low energy plant parent. And then to move this story along, um, was talking to Meg, Meg and I like had kind of, uh, experimented with like a couple of different offers and communities that we wanted to set up. And I had the idea. I was like, Hmm, I could help people with TikTok. Like I've figured out TikTok. So now I can help people with TikTok. Again, this is how entrepreneurship goes. People like it just kind of starts to evolve and you, you pick up new skills and experiences, and then you can support other people through that. And long story short, I wrote a guide about how to teach on TikTok that I never did anything with classic. And like kind of from that experience, that shift that I made, like Meg and I, it all kind of started to come together very, very quickly, like within the span of like a couple of months, we had kind of had several meetings about like, you know, there's a ton of people out there like us who are like, Meg was kind of like right in the midst, I think of getting some diagnoses for chronic illnesses. Um, like I was just starting medication for my depression. Um, you know, we were having these very real conversations about like, what does the intersection look like of dealing with mental illness, dealing with chronic illnesses, like getting new diagnoses, like living in the current world that we live in and then trying to run a business, trying to be a content creator, dealing with marketing, all these sort of things. Fast forwarding again, we like, I don't even really remember how it like kind of all came together, Meg, if you have like more insight, um, definitely I'll like pass it to you here in a second. But like within a couple of months, I had like started a whole new Instagram and TikTok account, which is like the one that we found each other through. Um, we had founded our free community, the creative space for low energy entrepreneurs. And we were starting to put together the like curriculum for our business development program for low energy entrepreneurs, which we're now, um, which we've now launched twice and are about to launch for a third time. And we just continue like, I think really like the essence of low energy entrepreneurship for us is like, we're really focused on the long-term. Like we are looking at like the long-term vision of like, what does it mean to have a business to have your own goals based on your health, based on your needs, based on your creative flow. And what do you individually need to get there and make that happen? And how can that be flexible as your needs change as seasons of life 
you know, come in and conclude and start and all this kind of stuff, instead of looking at things the way that the traditional business space does, which is very, very analytical, very cut and dry, very much again, like you are the problem. It's your individual problem. And like, you need to fix it instead of kind of recognizing the context of what you're going through, recognizing the context of what's creating your struggles, creating your problems. And to the extent that we can in the society that we live in, building in support for you to be as successful as you can be long-term. So that is, that is an abridged, if you can believe it, story of low energy entrepreneurship. Yes, that is like the short, that's the short version. But so being a low energy entrepreneur is just kind of a catch all term for entrepreneurs, business owners, um, or even just people that identify with the mission. Um, You either have, you know, a chronic illness, a mental illness, a disability, um, you're a parent, you're a caretaker, you have a limited capacity for some reason, or you just don't subscribe to hustle culture anymore. Like that is kind of the catch all that low energy entrepreneurship, like kind of encapsulates. Yeah. And speaks to, um, and then like Kendall said, it all came together very quickly. We had one meeting one day and we were like low energy entrepreneurship. Like this is a thing. We're going to talk about this now. Kendall created like her, uh, like a brand new Instagram, a brand new, um, TikTok account, like a week later. And then like two months after that, we had the creative space. And then like six months after that, we finally launched Creative Differences for the first time. So it took a lot of time. Um, like Creative Differences went through, like, I think, like, probably, like, seven variations before we even launched it to the world. Um, and, like, the community, the creative space that we offer for free, that went through a lot of variations, too. Like, this was a very slow build. Um, it took, it took about a year for everything to actually come together, but it was like those last three months of that year cycle where everything like actually like kind of like fell into place. And you're like, oh, this all makes sense now, the things that we've been talking about the last year. And like, we understand like where we're going with it. But for a long time, we really had no idea what we were doing. We we're just kind of like, we like this, we like this concept, we like these ideas. We don't know quite yet, like what we need to do with it, but we're just going to let it, we're just going to vibe and see what happens. That is, that encapsulates so much of entrepreneurship. We're just going to vibe and see what happens. I think that's how the best businesses are born because when you try to really force something, uh, the universe, I I don't know if how woo you guys are, but the universe senses that rigidity, uh, which sucks because I'm autistic and my brain is very rigid and it feels like the universe is against me, uh, (laughs) because I don't want to go with the flow. (laughs) But, uh, when you do, when you do go with the flow, it feels like the universe is very happy to meet you halfway. Um, and so the universe and you guys came together to create uh, creative differences, which is that's your program for uh, low energy entrepreneurs, right? Yes, it's our business development program. Kendall, do you have something you want to say? Yeah, I just I was going to say that I I think creative differences the and like Meg said, it went through many iterations, and I think that that's something that's um, missing from a lot of the entrepreneurship space is like the reality, like what it really takes to like put together a group program, what it really takes to like arrive at a place where you feel really, really like present and clear in your message, your mission, who you're, who you're serving, like all that kind of stuff. I feel like sometimes the, you know, we see so many programs that are like six figures in six minutes. And it's like, 
no, there's so much development. Like Megan, you talked about earlier with personal development. Like there's so much that goes into getting to where you are. And I think for a lot of people who feel like they're struggling, I would say to you, maybe you're not struggling. Maybe you're just still figuring it out. And like, that is okay. And that doesn't have to mean the same thing as I'm failing or I'm struggling again, coming back to another point, like the whole, having your shit together, you know, narrative in in business, feeling like you have to know all of the answers to all of the questions. No, it's okay to not know. And also I understand why that can feel really unsafe. Um, the current, like, oh my God, words, the current like version of creative differences, I think is a really beautiful, like, um, symbol of what we've talked about here, because really the whole first half of the program is just us getting to know the people inside of the container. Like we go through their values. We go through their creative process. We talk about intuition. Um, Megan Earler, we talk about mental health. Um, yeah, that was another thing that I was like, I can't say this to my parents. I can't say that. Like, I know this doesn't make sense, but the universe is telling me to talk about plants, right? <laughs> like, you can't tell that to your parents. I mean, maybe if you can, that's amazing. I did not have the confidence to tell my parents that that's what was up. Um, we talk about intuition as a low energy human and kind of what that might look like. If you have a brain that is artistic, if you have a body that is chronically ill, like what does that mean to be an intuitive person when you kind of don't fit this mold that you see in the spiritual entrepreneurship, spiritual business space? Um, like the whole kind of first half of the program is really just like, who are you? Who are you? And like, let's validate that. And then the second half of the program is when we really get into like, okay, now that we have all of this expansion and awareness and like, we're really tuned into like who you are as a person and a creative, let's look at like how we want to express that through the offers that you have in your business, through how you organize your business, through your marketing and content strategy. Um, what else do we talk about Meg? Um, we talk about launching, we talk yes. about back-end strategies, we talk about ethics and entrepreneurship and how to participate in harm reduction, like as an entrepreneur or as a business owner and like what that means, what that looks like. Um, what else do we talk about? I think that's, I think that's really everything, but yeah, it really, it's a very comprehensive program that starts with a lot of like personal development type stuff because we just understand how important that is and how important that information is for like defining your own energy level too. Absolutely. And the next round of creative differences is coming up, right? You guys are uh, releasing that in July. Yes. Enrollment will start in July and we will start, I believe in August, right? Can I think it's like in? August 1st. It's whenever the first Monday of August is, which I think <laughs> might be August 1st, but I don't have my calendar in front of me. Yeah, um, that I think it's August 1st that when whole, the program like starts. Gotcha. Yeah. That whole program sounds incredible for so, so many people out there. So if you're listening and you're ready, you're ready to do this, uh, but you need some guides on the way, uh, creative differences, I think would be a really incredible program for a lot of people listening. Um, so before we wrap things up, I have one more question for both of you. And that is what is one thing you want someone listening to take away from this podcast today? Like if, if they forget everything, because that's how our brains work, uh, but they hold on to one little nugget, what nugget do you want them to hold on to? Uh, Meg, we'll go ahead and start with you. 
Awesome. I think my one little nugget is uh, to just be nicer to yourself, like as an entrepreneur, like that's like, just like ultimately like what I feel like we've talked so much about in this podcast episode is like entrepreneurship is hard. Um, being a low energy entrepreneur is like even harder and it's not our fault and it's not an accident that like a lot of the mean things that we say to ourselves are coming up, but like we do, we do have a choice to be a little bit nicer, maybe not all of the time. Um, like I also deal with like intrusive thoughts. So like, I can't always just be like, I'm going to turn those off and be nicer to myself. Not always the reality of the situation, but like, if you can just be kinder to yourself on your journey, like you're doing so much better than you even realize. Um, and there are people out there who are proud of you that have just never said anything. Um, and so like, if that is, if that is a reason to keep going, like for you, then keep going, be nicer to yourself. Um, there's someone out there that's watching you, um, and will see that kindness to yourself and maybe feel like they can be kind to themselves too. I love that. I love all of that. Yes, absolutely. Kendall, what about you? Um, Related, I want to say that your relationship with yourself is one of the best, most beautiful, most human things that you can pour into. And even though it might not seem like it in the short term, anything that you're doing to pour back into yourself in terms of getting to know yourself, in terms of validating your feelings and what you're going through, in terms of um, allowing yourself the capacity to rest or experience joy or create things or be messy or experiment, anytime you pour that into yourself, that is going to reap dividends in the long term, in all areas of your life, it will come back to you in your business as you are just kind of more tuned into who am I and what do I, what do I care about? What do I value? What do I like? What do I want to do? How do I want to spend my time? What is my true capacity? Um, that's going to be changing from moment to moment to moment. Um, that nurturing your relationship with yourself and that just like copy paste what Meg said about being more compassionate to yourself and kinder to yourself, that is always going to be right. That is always going to be a wonderful, beautiful choice. Um, even if it doesn't seem like it in the moment, even if you have these pressures of like, well, I need to be doing X, Y, Z. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. I don't have the time to do this, 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 and this. Again, it's not your fault and it's not an accident that those beliefs are coming up. That's, that's perfectionism, that's capitalism, that's ableism, that's all the things. Um, but anytime you're pouring back into yourself, validating what's true for you in the moment, what you, you know, what you believe, what you want to do, what you need, um, that is always going to be a good and wonderful right choice, even if it doesn't seem or feel like it in the present moment. Absolutely. 100%. Totally be kind to yourself, uh, from Meg and from Kendall nurture that relationship, you know, through being kind to yourself. It's, I love you guys are so in sync. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you both on the podcast today. Um, so thank you so much for your time and your energy, uh, for giving to my audience. I, I know how much they appreciate it. We thank are so, so much. Happy. <laughs> yeah. We're so happy to have done this. It was, it's been so fun. 
All right. Well, I will talk to you all next Saturday. Bye. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts, and tune in next Saturday for another amazing episode.